Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Billy Ray Valentine. Uh, thank you for being here. I know I've been absent. I haven't uh, dropped an episode in some time, but all that's about to change, right? Because I, I recorded a ton of stuff for you guys, just haven't been able to put it up. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do back-to-backs like matinees back in the day. If you're, if you're old enough to remember going to the movie theater and getting two movies for the price of one. <laughs> now, we, we don't charge, but uh, you get two podcasts, uh, I guess, essentially for the price of one, which is free. So we're doing them back to back. So be two hour fringes. I'm going to put up three of them uh, with uh, some guests that I had on in the last two months, December and January, and also uh, a guest spot that I did. On a, on a fellow podcast, I've done several this year already, but um, but uh, I especially liked the one that I'm going to put up, so I'm going to go ahead and do that, and uh, and maybe an America Unplugged that we just did this weekend. Um, it is Super Bowl weekend right now. It is actually Super Bowl day. Just to give you guys some context as to when I'm recording this and when this is dropping. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Um. Sending out a message to somebody I met at Free World NYC. You saw me in the back. We were talking about pro wrestling for a little bit. You sent me an email. I no longer have that. I have no idea where it is. It got buried, and I've been looking for it, and I can't, uh, I can't find it. So if you hear this and you know who you are, hit me up. I, I, uh, I'm interested in talking to you about, about Free World. That's what you hit me up about. All right. All right. So now we have John Gusty of a free. Uh, what is it? The Red Pill Revolution He's an author of that book. We, we had a nice conversation about what it means to be red pilled nowadays. You know, that that was fun. First episode we did in 2024. And of course, um, very interesting show of uh, 432 hertz uh, versus 440 hertz uh, in musical tuning and just frequencies in general and what they mean, what they do. Uh, Lindell, who, who is a friend of mine that uh, played piano at Free World NYC, and uh, she's done some research into that, and, uh, and she's continuing to do some. So um, we're going to have her back because she did a fantastic job. So I, I think this is two hours packed with information and entertainment. I hope you guys appreciate it. And I got some more coming up, okay? So stay tuned. And uh, happy 2024. We're going to have a healthy and happy one, guys. We're going to have a prosperous one. And, uh, uh, you know, we're going to be victorious in whatever it is we're trying to do. Okay? All right. Thank you for your patience. Here we go. Without further ado, it's the Infinite Fringe. All right. We are accepting calls this hour from time travelers only. If you have traveled in time... Or you are presently a traveler to this time, then we want to hear from you. Uh, otherwise, the phone lines are closed, but for that group, they are certainly open. Uh, with that in mind, uh, top of the morning to you on the wild card line. You are on the air. Hello. Hello.
right, what is going on? Recording in progress. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. Welcome to the very first Infinite Fringe of 2024. Now, I know I told you that I had a ton of episodes lined up and I was going to drop. I am. Uh, they're all <laughs> they're all uh, recorded and semi-ready to go. I have uh, Bart Sabrell. We have Yekka. We have uh, Yekka's talking about meat. Uh, Bart Sabrell's talking about the moon, of course. You know the deal with that. Um, we had a gentleman come on and speak about the Shroud of Turin, which is interesting as hell. I thought that was the most interesting out of what we we put together. Yekka was very good, too. Um, and my man, Angry Tiger. <clears throat> we had an interesting discussion with him. We still have to film the, uh, or record the UFO show with with uh, Tony and Chris Graves and a couple of other people. We're going to do that. We're working on that. Hopefully that happens this Sunday. Um, but uh, right now we're, we're getting off uh, to a strong start here. Uh, new to the fringe, 100%. If I haven't introduced myself, by the way, for anybody listening, my name is Billy Ray Valentine, Billy the Kid, coming to you from the Bronx, New York, ladies and gents. Uh, thank you for tuning in. 2024, you know, at the beginning of 2023, we weren't 100% sure if we would still be doing the show. And and we announced that, you know, we got a lot of support from all of you. Everybody, uh, you know, um, sent emails and, 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 you know, just a lot of, a lot of, a lot of support and the numbers were strong this year. So we're going to, last year, I should say. So we're going to keep it going this year and uh, let's see what develops, Lord willing. But maiden voyage here on the infinite fringe, ladies and gentlemen. Very much looking forward to uh, this show. Shouts to my girl, Rebecca, for hooking it up. How you doing, Becky? All right. From the redpillrevolution.com. Make sure you go check that. And everything's going to be linked in the show notes for you to go check out. Mr. John Augusti. How are you, sir? Welcome to the Infinite Fringe Maiden Voyage 2024. How you feeling, sir? What's going on? Brother BRV, man. Thank you for uh, having me on, man. This is, this is, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this chat. I'm excited. I, I've I've been I've been keeping my ear to the ground and and uh, and uh, stalking your life to see what's going on with you and what you're doing, <laughs> you know, and 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 uh, and listening to what you have to say. Now you're you're super interesting, Kat. Uh, you wrote a book. Tell the people about. It. Yeah, the uh, wrote a book, uh, the Red Pill Revolution. For those of you that are seeing this, uh, there's some sham, shameless plug right there. Um, <laughs> interesting. Just I'll quick lead up to why that book even became a thing. Um, my, uh, my wife of 20 plus years uh, is handicapped and uh, was originally diagnosed with what they told her was multiple sclerosis. Um, more on that later, but uh, she hasn't taken a step on her own in about 15 years. She's been confined to electric wheelchair. And um, in my journey to help get her better, um, went down many rabbit holes, met many people, traveled all over the world. Um, met this one gentleman, Dr. Jeremy Ayers over in the UK. Hmm. And, and he really took a, uh, a genuine interest in, in my wife's issue. And uh, we became um, lifelong friends uh, <laughs> as a result. And he's one of those guys. And, and, and Billy Ray, I sense you're, you, if, if you, if you and I were, uh, were near each other on a regular basis, we'd probably have a very, 
similar relationship where, you know, there's just some people where you just can talk about anything. And I'm a huge fan of the art of conversation. If nothing else, I want to help further the art of conversation because it's, it, it is uh, in all seriousness, it's a, it's becoming a lost art. And uh, as, as, as we keep the, you know, we we're, we're all playing on this big narcissistic playing field where, you know, a significant, amount of the population thinks that they have the right to not be inconvenienced or, 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 uh, insulted or (laughs) whatever. But anyways, um, this guy, man, Dr. Jeremy and I, um, we, we, now this is beginning of 2019. We had this idea because we really enjoyed just talking to each other about anything and everything. And, um, before the, uh, the term woke really was, uh, you know, what it is right now, um, people used to use the, you know, the term people who were awake, you know, right, and, right, right. and, uh, and we, we had, we had this, this idea, like people wake up in different verticals of life. Some people wake up as a result of religion or some people wake up as a result of food or some, you know, when they realize, Oh, my food is garbage, you know, right. they're, they're trying, the, yeah. the come to Jesus. Moment, yeah. Right? Or, yeah. 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 Or, or the, the, the religion I've been believing in is not what I thought it was or the, you know, mm-hmm. anyways, the people wake up in all different areas and at all different levels of understanding. And, um, and it, and it blows your mind for a bit, you know, I mean, I mean you, you probably had your aha moment when you're like, Holy, shit you know i mean literally everything (laughs) i've thought was true is bullshit you know it's happened to me several times actually yeah (laughs) yeah. and 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 so you um we we wanted to put we had this idea to put together a a guidebook because usually when people wake wake up and they start you know poking around in other rabbit holes a lot of people and this isn't one of the issues i have with uh um the alternative media is people get really judgy you know they, they almost get like you know finger pointing and 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 i'm right and you're wrong and right 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 and right, right. And, and, and 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 we just want to take a different approach we want to take a very humble because nobody knows man nobody knows exactly what's going on we all have bits and pieces of things and we're trying our best to fit it all together and, it out, up, right. yeah, yeah, and figure it out and so we wanted to put together this guidebook um for people who like us who are waking up and, and just kind of, we wanted to make it a fun read filled with memes and just um, that the, the whole point of the book was to, was to give normal people kind of coming out of it and, and, and just, I don't know, a place to, a place to go. Yes. A good book or, or a good piece of music makes, you know, makes you feel like you got a friend and we wanted to write a book like that. And uh, so we started writing that book fourth quarter of 2019, right when uh, event 201 was happening. Yeah, nothing was happening at that time. Uh, nothing uh, popped off. Yeah, no. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and we all know what happened next. And right. um, so the book actually comes out as, uh, you know, the, the book came out as, you know, as, as I, I forget what variant was coming out of there because they're dropping variants like, 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 you know, I don't Listen, know. Right, right. Yeah, like, like Drake dropped singles. And, and, uh, <laughs> and, and and it, it was, uh, it was, it was just, it was, it was almost like a blessing us to try to, to, to release a book like that at that time, while we were literally living through, you know, what I would say is one of the biggest, uh, psychological operations ever, you know, I mean, it's certainly one of the more bold ones because, because everyone saw it, whether they chose to or not. Right. And, uh, and, and it, and it just, I don't know, like I said, it was, it was kind of a blessing because, one of the things that I, I think was a plus with the events of 2020, if it did nothing else, 
we all now know who each other, where each other stand <clears throat> because the, some people were literally wearing their stance on their face. Right. And, and, uh, and, and, and if you did cool, if you didn't, whatever, but, uh, but at least, you know, we, we now, I think the teams are more defined post 2020. Um, you know, you, uh, the culture is, is a little more defined. There's, diff there's, there's definite sides. There's, there's those that, that are statist, I guess. And, and, and there's those who are not statist and they're not following the statist or even believing in the statist narrative at all. And, um, and by statist, you know, if, if that term, I, I know sometimes that term throws people who, who, who are listening, but by statist, I mean, um, I mean it in the religious sense, you, you, the belief in the higher power of the state here in the U S it's the belief in the district of Columbia. And, um, and it's, it is very much a religion. I mean, it's got all the earmarks of a religion. It's got sacred text. It's got weird robes. It's got, <laughs> it, it, it's got chants. Right, it's right, got right. ceremonies, all that, all that stuff. So, so, um, so I don't know it, that, that the book, um, the book was what it was a strange thing to write at a and release at a strange time. But, but it's, but what it has done is, is it's a, uh, it's placed me in, in places like this where I, get to do what ultimately was part of the point of the book was to just further conversation on things, man. And, and when you hear other people speaking words that, that you think in your head, it just, it, it helps other people go, okay, yeah, I'm not the only one that thought that. And, you know, and, and, and if one person tonight he hears my voice or your voice and goes, yeah, yeah. You know, what? I was, I'm thinking the same thing. There's two more people that validate that thought and maybe they'll start talking about it. And it just, and, you know, that's how shit, that's good old fashioned grassroots. That's how shit spreads, man. And, right, and, right, right. and we just want to, just want to spread the art of conversation. And, and it's, it's totally okay to have conversations, totally okay to disagree. It's totally okay to have what some people consider to be wacky theories and thoughts, man. It's, and, 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 and I'm, and, and I'm, it makes me sad that, that far too many of us get shamed into not saying anything or not having an opinion or keeping it even worse, keeping it to yourself. Well, you, you know what? You, you make a couple of good points there. And and, and uh, people are shamed into not saying what's on their mind. But it, it also comes from our own, right? The mainstream and, and the people that are outside of what it is that we dwell in here, right? Whether it be good or bad, mm. um, uh, they tend to shame regardless, yeah. right? Uh, uh, kooky yeah. conspiracy theorist, all this other stuff. But... Um, Within this bubble that we've created for ourselves, or that I would argue has been created for us, <laughs> if you want to talk about a conspiracy, right? But even within this bubble, um, for certain beliefs, we are shamed, right? Um, and it's come to, in, we can look at the term red pill, for instance, you know, and how charged that term has become, right? Um, and how potentially divisive the, the the term has become um uh, and and it it may come from the mainstream that that it there's a negative connotation around it or it may come from you know the 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 division between right and left right between uh uh even republican and democrat how the how the colors kind of aligned there and i know that's not what you meant but but uh, you know the, the red associates with something right and oh um, yeah, yeah you know I, I, i've we've gotten that a lot is that you know are, are, are you guys you know are, are you guys 
right wing conservatives. I was like, right. again, no, man, I'm not even part of that religion, man. I'm, right. I, I, I am for up for those um, that, that that care. I, I, I am an agorist, um, which is, you know, explain uh, that. What is that? Uh, agorism um, is really based off the, uh, the, the writings and teachings of Samuel Konkin, um, kind of an intellectual late sixties, early seventies. Um, and he had this, this concept and it, you know, there's others like Murray Rothbard and stuff who did, who'd kind of hinted at this. It wasn't like he invented anything, but uh, an, an agorist is someone who believes in a all volunteer society where, where, where everything is voluntary and consensual. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I, the exact opposite of what we have right now, where you're, where, where very little is, is consensual. Um, and, and, and it, you know, it, it is, it is definitely would fall under the, uh, the category of, anar- I, I am, I am an anarchist, you know, I, 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 there's, you know, and, and that word talk, talk about another word that's been, you know, charged. I mean, cause some people think of anarchists and they, and they think of the images that they, they saw on Fox news or CNN during, you know, these, these, you know, move on, you know, riots or protests or whatever and it's like man an, an actual anarchist would never mess up another another's property and an anarchist wouldn't be on another person's property because an anarchist is simply someone who follows two two simple rules and one is no masters no slaves period and and you know i or put another way do you believe that a human being has the right to walk up to another human being and just declare non-consensual authority over them. And I think most people would go, of course, that is no, no. Because right. uh, if you if you said yes, well, you believe in slavery. And mm-hmm. um, however, look at the look at the, the playing field that we play on. I mean, you, you have this you have this authority, the, the District of Columbia, that just they just declare that they have authority over everybody. It would be one thing if you could opt in and out of that that authority, but but they don't they don't um, they don't give you that opportunity. And your average statist, one you know, but whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, you'd still be a statist. You still go to that church and you still subscribe to that religion. Yeah. Um, you 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 have statists have a hard time believing or even allowing any other type of thought it's like they they just they just assume everyone is a statist or should be a statist and 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 i think that's the one thing i encounter more than anything else is you know people really good well-meaning intelligent people will go well you you don't you don't want what about we need government you know we 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 need and and i was like what why no we like we need structure i mean any, any 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 ecosystem needs structure, um, but that structure it needs to be consensual. It needs to be, you know, you you, you you just can't declare, "Hey, I am the authority, and and everyone else will will do what I say." And that's 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 kind of what the District of Columbia has done, you know. That that's what the Crown has done. I mean, that's the 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 royal family um, is one of the biggest pop culture mysteries to me. I, I do not know in in these times of of you know you can you can literally get canceled and and have all this shit thrown upon you for saying the wrong thing or thinking the wrong thought. But the royal family, who are like literally open, you know, I, I mean, they 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 are they are openly inbred. 
They're not even British. They're German. They, they had changed their name. They used to be the House of Saxagatha, and they changed their name in 1917 to House of Windsor. <laughs> and, and, and they they literally believe their bloodline is ordained by God to rule over everyone. How the hell is that not getting canceled? I mean, if if anybody, you know, if anybody said anyone, I don't care who you were, if any celebrity said, I, I've been ordained by God to rule over all of you, they'd be like a, a, a joke. They'd be considered a joke. Yet somehow the crown gets away with it. But Well, not, now, not just the crown, right? The pope. Oh. Oh well, well he's he's been ordained by God to rule a, over everyone, right? Yeah, and, and it's, it's interesting you went there because there's you've got the District of of Columbia, you've got the Crown, and then you've got the Vatican, and it's like that's the unholy truth. That that there's your there's your government right there. That that is your world government. Always has been, and always will be until those those pieces are 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 removed or ignored. I think that's actually a a, a, a better way to do is just ignore them. <laughs> because because they they thrive on people's attention, i.e., obedience. And if you well, just I think uh, I think you're absolutely right. But but I I would say that um, <clears throat> that uh, they don't necessarily impose themselves. We give them this power. Oh, we, willingly. Yes, willingly. Um, yeah. Even though <clears throat> we've been, oh, I trained, didn't willingly give them the power. And neither did I. Yeah, but but, but yeah, I know. But uh, we were. Uh, I'm going to. Go ahead and speak for you here, but but you can correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, um, we were born into this system, right? So I mean, when I mean I, I was born into the system. Let me not speak for you. I was definitely born into the system, right? At least I, that's the that's the. I don't know any better. I I never did. So I had to learn a, a different mm. route, right? I was. Mm. This is the way it was. Yeah. So when people say we need government. They've never known a life without it. Yeah. Right. So, so where, what, what's the default? They're going to default back to what they know. Mm -hmm. We need government, right? We need, I, I never understood why the people in mass would subscribe to one king or one queen, you know, one sovereign, a ruler, and, and just go along with whatever that person said. You know, I never understood it. I, I would tell my, my grandma would read uh, uh, out of the Bible to me. And she would talk about Nebuchadnezzar to me. And I didn't get it. Mm -hmm. I was like, why are these people? Why? How yeah. does he have this power? It's um, it, it, it really is. I mean, it's kind of I mean, I think modern day in modern day speak, it's to a large extent, it's cult like conditioning. You know, I mean, like pe pe people who have grown up in a cult don't know any different. Like you say, they, 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 they don't, I mean, you could, you could research just about any, any cult where, you know, that's, that, that's been going on for years and there's children that are born into that, like you say, and they grow up and, and whatever that cult is teaching them and, and, and putting in their heads, that's all they know as reality. And, and, and I think, you know, to, 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 to a, I don't even think it's an analogy. I think it's a direct comparison. I mean, there, there are a lot of um, people who are um, in a cult. They are asleep mm. and they're in a, and they're in a cult right now. And, 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 and word, they don't know bro. any difference. <laughs> That's a big word, bro. You know, because um, I, I think most of the world is in a cult. Uh, um they may be in different cults, but they're in a cult nonetheless, whatever yeah. that cult is, right? And 
It, it's incredible how humans are manipulated. And this goes for freaking everyone. Everyone. Every single I, I mean, Go ahead, people like you and I, I mean, I think what we spend our time doing is, is trying to unprogram ourselves. Yes. Yeah, because there's, there's so <laughs> many layers of, of programming. You know, we've been, we've been literally manipulated since birth. And, and you, you know, it, it's, I, I, you know, I, I kind of like, you know, I, every, every so often I'll find like another needle, pull it out. You know? and there's, there's one less thing that, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and it's just been a lifetime of like just unplugging and taking all these things out that, that have just been just, we've, we've, we've just been conditioned to death. And, uh, and, and even our conditioning has been conditioned. And that's, that's, that's why I'm, I'm real big on nobody's got the answers. Uh, we, we just all have pieces and, and all we can do is, is, is converse, converse with each other civilly and try and figure, try and figure this shit out. And, um, and as the further along I go, that it seems the easy, the easier the answers are. And, and, and I mean it when I say it, it, the just ignoring things is, is really powerful. There's, there's a, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you, how you feel about the whole topic of energetics and how, you know, there's, there's, you know, energy is a commodity and I'm, I'm talking like, you know, like your, your, your energy, the energy that we give off one, yeah, one yeah, another. Right. Yeah. I, I got yeah, yeah. yeah all, all that. And, um, and, it's, it's powerful, man. And, 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 and not every, not every, um, harvester of energy has good intentions. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we're, we're feeding off of each other right now, but I don't think either of us have, have, have ill intentions, but you know, um, the, the, I don't know, you know, the, 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 so, so, sometimes you, you know, remember the Dick, the Disney Pixar movie monsters incorporated. Right. I love that I mean, movie. Yeah. I mean, I mean, sometimes that, I think maybe that was more of a documentary than, than, a than an animated movie you know yeah a lot of people make that comparison to that movie right and and it makes sense um uh, you know because we we, are, we live in fear of so many different things right and what 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 energy is that giving off and, and who's harvesting it right they talk about energy yeah. vampires and all this stuff and and i know this sort of stuff to be true maybe not necessarily in a in a in a folklore style yeah um, yeah 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 like i don't think it's like a you know like like, like an episode of stranger things or anything like that but could but, be yeah. though <laughs> but but, but right. yeah but but yeah but it it is mm -hmm. it is there there are energy vampires yeah, I, I mean i've had i've had past girlfriends that were absolute mm -hmm. energy vampires i had bosses that were energy vampires <laughs> you know um and, and i felt the drain I, I felt the drain as soon as these people walked yeah. in the room so i mean this this stuff does exist for for sure absolutely and i think right that someone and, and it's a and i say someone like it's a small group of people and it's, it's smaller than most would would uh comprehend i think how small this group is that they figured it out, oh, absolutely. you know, and, and we have circumstantial evidence that points in that direction. You know, we don't have any hardcore evidence really, even though some people um, have different, different meters on what legit evidence is. Right. I think we have a lot of circumstantial evidence that points in that direction. Personally. Um, we are all being manipulated in my opinion by whomever has figured this out because they know what makes us tick. And you talked about 
um, all the different uh, needles that you're pulling, the virtual needles that you're pulling out of yourself every time you find something that's that's been programmed into you. And you're like, let me get let me get rid of this one. Let me get rid of this one. Right. And how many invisible ones we have. Right. And we're trying to figure it out. These people have figured out where to put those needles and what those needles are going to do to us and how we're going to react as a, as a, as as a, um, as a, as a, oh, now I'm losing the words as a result of that needle being placed into you, yeah. you know? Well, um, I mean, look at, you know, we were talking about, about, you know, words and how words have been, you know, weaponized and on. Right. even the word occult, you know, we, we grew up thinking that the word occult meant, you know, dark Satan, uh, and, and, and really it just means hidden. Right. And, and, and all, you know, if I, I've been operating on this very simple theory that there really are only two types of people. There is what I call the control group. And that's people that there are some people that just like to be controlled and, and, and there's a comfort in, in being controlled and there's more than enough people who want to control. And so that the people in the control group get along real well because there's the people that want to be controlled and the people that are all too happy to control them. And then there's another group over here and that's everybody else, you know, because some people just, I, I just naturally do not like to be controlled. And I don't mean that in a destructive or even, you know, negative way. I just, you know, I, 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 I like to figure things out myself and I like to go about things how I want to go about them. And that doesn't mean I can't collaborate with people. I just don't like to be controlled and, and uh, I'm just not wired that way. And that, that control group is it, the, what's, what, what is, what is interesting is that that control group I think is getting smaller as people, you know, quote unquote, wake up. And, um, and so, so we've, ah, it's in interesting. Yeah, I think, I think people are waking up to another level of control. That, that, that's that's my whole deal, right? And when I when I talked about earlier about uh, the red pill being a, a charged um, term, race, yeah. right? Th th this is what I meant, you know. Um, I, I and um, people that listen to the show are, are fairly familiar with with my my unified theory of everything here when it comes to to the alternative media and conspiracy theories. But but I I legit think that. A lot of the new, the great awakening, which which is what it's been phrased, yeah, as it's been deemed as, right? I think a lot of the great awakening is actually a placebo, right? The red pill is a placebo. Uh, I I would say it's it's um, and this is not for everyone, you know, but but just like the masses outside of this bubble like to be controlled, I think a lot of people inside this alternative media bubble like to be controlled as well. We just like to be controlled by different things. You know? yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I, I'm I'm in a hundred percent agreement with you. And mm -hmm. if you are a, if you are one that is into control and wants to control, especially at the highest of levels, mm -hmm. you have, you have some big enemies in creativity and individuality. Mm -hmm. Like those two things cannot be allowed. Like. I mean, think of any abusive relationship you've ever seen, you know, a, a woman in, you know, and just using using that as an example. I mean, the the the, the abused woman, the man is all is is all over her, like 
looking at her phone, won't let her go anywhere without them. You know what I mean? Like you, you cannot allow individuality and, and, and creativity if you're trying to control. And so you, you have to demand compliance and conformity. And, and I think that, you know, you, you are, I think you're really, you, you're, you are absolutely, you hit the nail on the head, even with, even within the, you know, quote unquote alternative media, yeah, I, I'm with you on the placebo thing because people like to be controlled. Um, I, I mean, I like I don't know. I don't mean I don't want to irritate any 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 of my my libertarian friends out there, but like that's one thing that has always like frustrated me with the whole libertarian thing is is like if if you are if you are true if if libertarians believe what they say that they believe, then why are they still messing with the status system <laughs> you know what i mean right, you know, right. And, and, and and it's like it's it's it goes back to that placebo thing maybe it maybe it just they ultimately must want to be controlled because if they didn't want to truly be controlled they wouldn't be messing with the status system they would be anarchist right right no no i i, I think we agree on a lot um and and that's pretty much where we're at right now so, you know, the, the, the title of your book and, and, and the title of your website is, is key for these moments, right? Um, and and I, I, think, I think we come from similar places, you and I, you know, which is rare that somebody comes on my show and we align on things. Well, nowadays, for the last year and a half, two years, it's been that way. But these are my friends that are coming on the show. You know, um, so we align and sometimes we disagree, you know, and that's fine to disagree. Um, and, and you said that earlier that it's 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 it should be fine to disagree. We need to if we dis disagree, we can sit down and flesh that out and talk about it and learn from one another and try to yeah. figure out what the best possible outcome of both of our ideas can be right merged yeah. together because we. As much as, and this is a thing, it, it, semantics are important. Words are important. Verbiage is important, right? And it, people talk about the truth. I have the truth. We know the truth. We're seeking the truth. Fine, we're seeking the truth. But do you have it? Yeah. Do you know it? Yeah. And I don't think it's in in, in a part of, of the human experience to know the truth. Even if... If you believe in God, you'd be like, well, God is the truth. Great. Right. But you don't know God to be real. You believe him to be real or she or whatever. It requires faith. Right. Faith. Exactly. Right. And that is the that sums up what the the human experience is here. You know, the disagreement is disagreement is really the essence of creativity. If you, if you think about it, right, I mean, right, that's right, what right, being right. creative is. If, if if everyone agreed, then there would be no art. There would be no anything. You know, totally I mean, right. I mean, yeah, yeah, everything would just be one tone, one color, right. one flavor. You right. know, it, it, it's it's the it's the the people who disagree and go, no, I don't. I think I want. I think I want to go this way, or I want to. I want to try this, or I want to mix these things together. So so like I, that. That's why I like I love disagreeing with mm -hmm. people because I always learn something, you know, it may, it may, and it, and, it, and it makes me a little bit more creative and they, and disagreeing with people helps me stay creative. 
Right. You know, and beyond that, that, your opinion. Off of their creativity, you know? Exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, you know, and, and that's why I, I love learning from people that, that uh, disagree with me and prove me wrong on things. And I'm like, oh God, right. I, I was wrong about that. Let me, let me try to incorporate this new idea into my worldview and see, yeah. see what else I can find. And know? dude, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know about you, but like, I, doesn't it feel good? Like, don't you feel good in your, you know, in your soul when you can admit that you're wrong? Yeah, man. Like, it's um, such a good, like, it's such a good feeling to just be able to go. Yeah. Oh man, dude. Like, you know, it, like if, if you and I were ideologically sparring and you just laid me out and just, just like, you know, you won, so to speak. I mean, I get it. There's, there's something fight clubbish about that where you just go, oh man, I was, I was wrong. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But, it brings but you now, to, but now yeah. I'm not. <laughs> you know? right. No, it, it levels you up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. yeah so, exactly. And 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 that's why. And I, I try to, I try to, I try to do that. Sometimes it's difficult, right? Pr pride gets in the way, and you, and you don't want to admit you're wrong, right? Because you don't want to be laid out by anyone, right? Yeah. Sometimes, you know. And, uh, and so so it's a process, right? But um. I like to think I've come to a point where if I'm proven wrong, I could just say, damn, thank yeah. you for, yeah. thank you for, I, I see it differently now. And, and there should be grace on both sides. You know, it's like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Because, because um, telling someone that they were wrong and badgering them about it, isn't going to make it any better. Right. You know, it, it, it's really not. Um, so I want to take, keeping that in mind, I, I want to talk about the red pill revolution. Okay. Right. And what that actually means, and if we can attain a true, real red pill revolution, um, I, I feel like just hear me out, and and then tear me apart afterwards, right? Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I, I feel like at one point, I don't know when you came into the knowledge, brother. I, I don't know when when you came into all of this and decided to do. Uh, like, you know, what was the aha moment for you? I, I don't know how long ago that was. For yeah, me, was, was, yeah, I, I can tell you exactly what I mean. I mean, I always kind of have been this person. But when when I finally like went, nah, nah, nah it was with Sandy Hook. Mm, all yeah, right. Sandy, yeah. Sandy Hook was like, oh, come <clears> on. <throat> you know, I, I, yeah. and, 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 and I was. Yeah, I was, I was already kind of feeling it with with because the, the the school shooting, really the school shooting thing, starting with Columbine, kind of was when the the, the the red flags just started going off because I was like, I ah, I don't know, I don't know. You should speak to my buddy Chris Graves about Columbine. He he is uh, on another level. He's done a lot of uh, a lot of uh, research into that, and uh, uh, you, you'll find few that know as much as him about it, man. Um, uh, yeah. But no, um, I'd, 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 I haven't heard any of his stuff, so I'd love to love to shout to Chris. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Yeah. Um, but 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 yeah. So 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 Sandy Hook. You and I should start to talk about Sandy Hook one day. Um, I've I've interviewed the the very first episode of the Infinite Fringe was with Wolfgang Wolfgang Halbig. You're familiar with him? Oh, there you go. Okay. Are you are you familiar with him? Do you know who he is? That yeah. Well, I mean that name sounds very very familiar. Uh, he he is uh, he was probably the biggest proponent of a Sandy Hook uh, a Sandy Hook false flag there was at the time. Um, he was a school investigator. He did right. several. I mean, uh, so many things. He was on Infowars about it. Uh, he was the first I've, I'd ever had on. And uh, you know, my my perspective on what happened that day 
Well, I, I was non-committed from the beginning. I, I, I couldn't commit to the conspiracy, but I was listening. I wanted to hear what was going on, you know, and um, then I got James Fetzer and Sophia Smallstorm. And, and, and I, I got to tell you, Wolf, uh, uh, um, the Sandy Hook conspiracy scared the crap out of me. It scared me. Like to, if I, I would always say, like, if this is real, we got a problem, like a serious, serious problem. Um, I don't hold, uh, a lot of those beliefs. Um, I think we, there are a lot of questions that need to be answered about, about that event. Um, but, uh, this all plays into the, the great awakening and the false great awakening, in my opinion, it, it's, it's, it, we've been breadcrumbed to this point and I've taken yeah. that journey. Right. Yeah. And and I picked up the breadcrumbs that I was supposed to pick up. And then I realized I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have picked those up. You know, maybe I'm being led down a road. Maybe they were placed here for the reason of me taking them and going down a road that I'm not supposed to. That could be my paranoia. You know, no, I was talking no, about well, it, it, Yeah, no, I don't know. Right, I, I, I think it's very healthy to 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 question those things because um you know, like I, you know, and I, I don't mean to, to offend anybody with this, but yeah, like when I see when offend I see away, sir. <laughs> when I see um when I see things like I've always been suspect of Alex Jones. Always. Oh god. And um <laughs> and, and and when I see like InfoWar stuff, it always like it always makes me just uh, it, it's just not as clean as i'd like it to be i think that 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 taints things taints things a little bit 100 percent, bro yeah I, I was listening to info or yeah. since 2005 i heard every episode alex put out for about 10 years bro yeah. until i realized i was like okay something's up here this is yeah. this is what i mean like and um i was Fully, I mean, Alex put out a lot of good information back in the day. Yeah, yeah, but 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 I think I think that that I think the Alex Jones character, who was a lot funnier when he was Bill Hicks, by the way, but, um, <laughs> but the Alex Jones character, I think, right, serves a purpose. I know, you're, you're um, as like a as like a a, a gatekeeper, release, a release valve right. for those breadcrumbs. You're not, you may not be wrong about that at all, but but it just took me longer to realize. You understand? And, and and right now, you yeah. know, right now it's like the, 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 there's always somebody serving that purpose. And right now it's kind of tuck, Tucker Carlson is kind of one of those people where he uh, the, the useful little breadcrumb dropper. Um, Tell him, John. Uh, what's Get his him. name? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, the, 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 a Swami guy. I'm not I'm, I'm not pay, paying attention Vivek, to this. Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this season of America's Next Top President. Um, <laughs> nothing could bore me. <laughs> more than that at this point um, beautiful having, having lived through many of the i mean many of those seasons and that right. shows that show sucks at this point but <laughs> but, but um but like I think, I think those two are like the breadcrumb droppers of the moment you know and there, there's there's always somebody doing that and i'm always right. a little suspect of that because you when you <laughs> know when when somebody has spoken actual truth and or something that they that they don't right. want out there mm -hmm. that shit is scrubbed and memory hold like you wouldn't believe right, right, right and you and you've seen it happen and i've seen it happen 
And so, uh, yeah, I'll go as far to say, you know, any of those big entities that even still have, even something still being allowed on YouTube, I'm suspect of. Absolutely. And you should yeah, be. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's like, if it's on, if it's still on right. YouTube, then it's a fucking breadcrumb. In my that's opinion. one of my, that's yeah. one of my measuring stakes. Are you still allowed to broadcast on YouTube? <laughs> yeah. And for what reason you understand? Like, what are yeah. you doing? Like what, what are you doing to, to work around the, the, um, the loopholes because some people have gotten good at it. Right. Yeah. So fine. But yeah. if you're out there just putting out material and you're allowed to exist, you are following the line that's been laid out for you and yeah. happily doing it because otherwise you wouldn't be existing on YouTube. So I'm automatically skeptical if if somebody is allowed to spit whatever they want to spit on YouTube. I'm yeah. automatically skeptical about it. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. So, 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 and it just, um, and, and I think it's, the, it's that in, in that playground that I think a lot of the uh, alternative media, um, lets, lets a lot of us who have and want to have a lot of faith in true alternative media, we let they let we're let down a lot because um, they're they're either already compromised and they're just doing what they're told or they're just gobbling up those breadcrumbs right. like like a glutton you know i mean mm. like freaking pac-man just going tuck, 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 you know <laughs> eat, eat, eating, eating the breadcrumbs and it's yes, like and, and, and and you know you and i i've i i've nibbled i've nibbled on my fair share of those breadcrumbs but i'm but i'm nibbling at them i'm not i'm not gobbling them down because i you know there's there's a lot of those things i find i i find interesting but 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 at the, but i'm not swallowing it hook line and sinker because if if it's out there for any length of time it's not it, it, it's it, it, it's controlled manipulated or scripted to some extent love that attitude bro I think you're absolutely right. You know, and, and it, it took me a long time to realize that, you know, it took me a long time to get to the point where I was like, damn, I think I was led up a road, you know, and, and, and to, to be fully transparent with yourself and be honest with yourself and, and know that what you've been doing for X amount of years, maybe wasn't the right thing is kind of tough to realize and kind of tough to swallow. Right. The truth is a bitter pill to, swa to swallow is what they say. Absolutely. But um, but once you get there, it's it's um, it's liberating. Yeah, it's like and, yeah. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Finish. Yeah, and, and I and I've been you know the the last the last several years I've kind of been um, and and and, and I'm I'm going to aim this at my uh you know at, at our peers in the alternative media. Um, just listen to this analogy, please. Um, if if you walk into a Mexican restaurant and you jump up and down that you want it to be a sushi restaurant. Um, the best thing for you to do would be to turn around and leave and go find yourself a sushi restaurant, not get a job at the Mexican restaurant and try to turn it into a sushi <laughs> restaurant from inside. Right. Right. You know, you know, oh, again, Wow. Um, you know what I mean? Or, or, or like, like if, 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 if an adult bookstore opens up in your neighborhood and you, you hate that the adult bookstore, you know, you don't get a job at the adult bookstore to try to change it into a Christian bookstore. You know, that's, that's not how you do it. You, the best thing for you to do would be to ignore the adult bookstore. 
you know, and, and, and if you want a Christian book, go find a Christian bookstore, go find a sushi restaurant, ignore the, ignore the thing that you, so many of us want to change things and I, and I get it. I want to change things too, but I'm, I'm not, I, I can't, you can't, I don't know any human being that can turn a Mexican restaurant into a sushi restaurant from the inside. Um, the only thing you could possibly do is buy that restaurant, <laughs> shut it down and open right. up a sushi restaurant and, you know, i.e. a complete total takeover, you know, and, and, and you know, and, and then now it's yours. Now, now, you know, now, now you're the state and now you can do whatever you, you want to do, <laughs> you know, but, but it, it's just so much easier to turn around and, 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 and ignore it. Just ignore it. You can't change things from the inside. You just can't. And that's another thing that I get frustrated with my libertarian friends about is, is you just can't change it from the inside. You're not going to do it. You, you might, you know, name, name anything, name anything that the church of red and blue have have made better in their entire existence. Food is not healthier. It is not cheaper. It is not more abundant. You know, air is not cleaner. Water is not cleaner or free. Nothing. Education is not pumping out better students. Housing is not cheaper or more. We are not. We are not more self sufficient in any way, shape, or form. And it right. never gets any better ever. And you and and, and it's it is an abusive relationship. A lot of people are suffering from political Stockholm syndrome and they just seem to love their captor and they're about to, you know, go, go through another little every once in every four year ceremony to, to, to choose their new captor, you know, Excellent. and, 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 and why, why do we just, just, just ignore it and go, go, go just, just get out of that abusive relationship and, and get into another relationship. And there's lots of other kinds of relationships you could be in than an abusive relationship with the state. Excellent. 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 Fantastic points, man. Um, so a, a couple of things before we get out of here, man. Um, can we achieve a real red pill revolution? Right. There's the blue pill. People who want the blue pill are going to take it and and live yeah. fantasy uh, lives and and be perfectly fine with it. There are people that are opting to do that. Right. The control group, which which, which I spoke of earlier, right. which would be, that would be the blue pill people. Right. They, they want to be controlled. There are people who buy into the red pill. Right. And, and claim to be awake, but it's actually a placebo. Right. Then there's the black pilled people. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, those are my favorite. What's up, guys? How you doing? <laughs> you know, well, but, and, uh, and just just to be clear, what what we meant by the red pill um, mm -hmm. was that obviously right. uh, obviously a reference to a scene in the matrix um but it was more that fork in the road decision like if you had the opportunity you know forget the matrix and just do something simple like um you know would you if given the opportunity i mean like who's who's the most who who's who, who in your life is the most dear to you i mean is is it a mother father grandma you know yeah i got i got a few man well just th th think of one think of one don't it, it doesn't matter who but think of someone who you, you just freaking love like if given the opportunity would you want to know the absolute total truth know everything about that person i don't want to know the truth about anybody bro. yeah see what i'm saying and, and so that that decision to take the red yeah. pill is, is is it's 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 more Oof. about i just it, took the blue pill didn't i 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, 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 you know what I'm saying? It, it, it it's is. True, it's, a, it's a big. Right. Everyone says that, they, you know, well, not everyone, but a no, lot of people. No, no. I totally take the red pill. I totally. Right. Right. Yeah, but, but once you do, there's, there's consequences. There's, there's there's a ton of consequences. Right. And, and you are probably going to be in the most uncomfortable position. If you want to be completely, totally free of all of this stuff, it, it, it's 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 not it's not going to be comfortable because because, you know, you, you, you've been used to being held captive your whole right. life. And, you know, I mean, you could you could take a, a caged animal and put it free in the in the middle of the forest. And, and that animal is going to be freaking horrified. It's not going to know it's free, <laughs> you know, but 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 now what does it do? You know, and, and so it, the red pill revolution is more about being at that fork in the road. And, and do you really want to know that everyone wants says they want to know the truth? But do you really want to know the, the real truth? red pill? Right. Yeah, the, do the, you really want that? And, 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 right. and, and what, whatever it might be. And if you do, um, you know, be careful what you ask for, because every single time we've learned the truth about something, it doesn't matter how big or small, it's it's usually ugly. That's fantastic. You know what I mean, and and, and that's fantastic. You know, and and to to put it in those terms, man. Do, would you really want to know the truth about about like I mean the full the full truth? Because we don't really know anybody. We know our perspective of them. What we think of them is what we know. We you know we're not in people's minds, right? So we we yeah. can't fully know them. We know how we experience them and how we experience uh, how our experience with these people are and our perception of that. Yeah. That's what we know. Right. Or what we think we know anyway. Um, but do we truly know the truth? Right. So that's a hell of a way to look at it. Would you really want to know every single thing your wife is thinking? No, Would you really want to no. know that. <laughs> no. Right. And you're, and, and if you, and if you did, there's no going back from that. There is, no, you can't unsee it. Yeah. Or unhear it or unfeel it or right. yeah, yeah, none of that stuff. And so, like I said, the truth is almost always ugly. Oh God. You know? and, 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 and so, you know, it's kind of, yeah, that, that, that's really, you know, that, that was really the angle we're, 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 we're taking with, with the book and, and, Love and, it, and, and everything and everything yeah. that, that red pill does, because, you know, there's as as much as people, you know, as it, you know, the, the there's there's the whole woke thing that 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 you know you could very easily poke fun at. But on the other side of that, that you know, the, the the polar opposite of that, you know, there's a lot of people in the truth movement that really aren't kind of doing the same thing. You, you know what I mean? Like, like like they, you know, the 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 woke people are so sure that they're right and the, there's a lot of people in the truth movement are that are so sure that they are right but they're still hung up on it's 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 still narcissistic man and and and, and i i can tell you straight up right now i don't want to know i i don't want to know the truth about everything i know enough of the truth to know what i what i do want to do is i want to spend that each day that i'm given man i want i want to spend that um I'm not going to worry about um, anything that is being fed to me via the media. I'm going to worry about shit that I know is right in front of me. I'm going to worry about my wife. I'm going to worry about my boys. I'm going to worry about my dogs. I'm going to worry about my friends. I'm going to worry about my, I'm going to be thankful that I have a big yard in the middle of a forest. And you know what I mean? Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to focus on that kind of stuff. And I could just like, you know, I mean, some of us, I mean, 
so like I'm kind of sports. I'm I'm like sports agnostic. I don't really care or follow sports. I you know, yeah. I don't care. But but I know some people <laughs> who are literally like they are so into you know like a football season or whatever that like when something bad happens, they're in a bad mood. Like their mood is affected. Right, right, right. You know, you know, and it's like, and it's like, that's, that's a really always been kind of a cool analogy for me. And I always think about it like that. It's like, it's like sports doesn't bother me at all, but yet I've got really dear friends and family members who like, if their team loses, man, they are, it's, it's, it's like their dog died or something. The cult of sports, right? Yeah. And and, and so, so I I don't, I kind of want to focus more on being, agnostic to a lot of not just sports but a lot of the other stuff because my life isn't isn't any different good or bad because it doesn't have sports in it it just doesn't have sports in it and and I, and I feel that the, the time I would normally be spending sitting in front of a TV watching a game I'm doing something else and and even if that something else is just freaking petting my dog it's still in my opinion, better, a better use of my time because it's, I'm investing in something real. I'm petting a, a, an animal that I've got a physical, real relationship with. And, and I don't know, man, I, I I'm, I'm, you know, may, may it, maybe it comes down to this, man. Maybe, maybe what we're, what we're dealing with right now is there's a struggle between physical and digital and digital's not real, you know, and, 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 and all of this stuff that, people are seeing and hearing from their screens and their devices. That's how all that information, all that digital information is being delivered and we're consuming <laughs> it digitally. It's like, it's not, it's not real, man. Like, like, it, it's, 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 again, it's that, it's that programming, it's that conditioning. And, and, and if you turn it off to, to, to a great extent, then, um, it's, I don't know, you, you, you're like, you're, you're like, you're turning off a, a very unhealthy, broken spigot and you just turn it off and 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 that now it's not shooting shit at you <laughs> any, <laughs> anymore and you can you can i don't know you just it, I, I, I i'm not, that's why i try not to get try not to get hung up on um being right being wrong going after the truth i, I i'm more about having these type of conversations and and and, and if man if, if if we can pull one more person away from caring about that stuff and giving it your energy because it because it's it, it is it, it's 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 an energetic suck that that's and you're just feeding into it and it it and it it doesn't matter who wins the next season of america's next top president yeah how, how many seasons of that show does, does one have to watch to realize it's the same every single time and right. and yeah so so go watch another show it's always the people that end up losing. Fantastic, John. Fantastic, man. I, I love it. I love your takes. I love everything about it. Before we get out of here, you said you were a music guy. Yeah. So I, I got to ask you, um, what's the greatest live band you've ever seen? That's a, that's a hard one. Um, I would have to say in an arena, hands down, um, I, was, I was blessed enough to see Queen... Ooh. twice on the with Freddie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that's the only queen there is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they just sold out the garden with the dude from American Idol. Yeah. It's really, really good, by the way. It's really good, but it ain't queen, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but, 
but no, pro- pro- probably probably Queen, you know, 82, 83, you know, because um, wow. I saw him three times and, and uh, yeah, each time just just an un- un- unbelievable live show. And it was, you know, it was back before, um, you know, like right now, like all these big shows, they have this all these massive screen productions. And, you know, you're really just you're seeing more screen and lights than you are actual performance. And, you know, Queen didn't really have a whole lot of production they had they had some cool light rigging that moved every once in a while but there was no screens there's no nothing it was just four guys just playing some amazing music um but on a uh on a, on a smaller scale um a, a band that is never disappoints me live is rancid uh, I've, I've never seen rancid live yeah yeah rancid and uh and kind of from from n- from 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 your neck of the well, kind of your neck of the woods. I mean, you're you're closer to Boston than than, than I am. But uh, Dropkick Murphys are pretty friggin' awesome live as well. I I'm, I'm I never got into them, but uh, but I am familiar. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just not a huge fan of Dropkick Murphy. Yeah, I've I've man, I've seen, I, I've I've pretty much seen um everybody that I've I, it's, I don't think there's anybody that I haven't seen that I would that that. Yeah, yeah, no. The last, the the last one on my bucket list, oddly enough, and I just saw them. I I I live outside of Nashville. They were they were just in Nashville this past September. Um, was Wu Tang? I I, mm-hmm. I I finally saw Wu Tang, and, uh, and 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 it was all of them. It was all of them. And uh, <laughs> old uh, even Method Man showed up, and nice. Yeah, ODB's son with took, right. was obviously doing his part. Yeah, that, that 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 was cool. That was cool. Yeah, um, I saw. I saw I've seen Wu Tang about two or three times, maybe four, but I saw them with Rage Against the Machine. And and Rage is my my favorite band of all time. I think it's the best I, band I've ever seen. I uh well, oh. you know what? It, it, it's okay. You brought it up, so I will say this. Um <laughs> go ahead. I, I, I worked I, I I'm an old record store guy, and when um okay, so Tom Morello had mm-hmm. a band called Lock Up before right. rage against the machine and right. um me and uh, another friend of mine um were were in, were in the lockup and um we had the first rage we at tower i was working at towers managing a tower records at the time and we had the the advanced copy of the first rage record and i only had it because it was morello's new band and right. um and we wore that that fucker out in the store. I mean, we had it two, three months before it actually came out. And by the time it came out, we, uh, we had, we had, I'm mean, very well familiar with it. And, uh, I got to see them the Tuesday, no, the Thursday, the record came out on a Tuesday. I saw them two, two, three days later on that Thursday and, uh, at a place called the Mason jar in Phoenix. And, uh, the Mason jar holds maybe 150, 200 people. Yeah, I'm very and, jealous. Yeah, yeah and, and, and I w- I will say now 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 they along with um all the rest of my music well not all the rest but most of my musical peers um have disappointed me to no end. Dave Grohl's at the top of that list. Um, I I, I do not I, I I just don't understand how overnight um counterculture uh, right you know the the events of 2020 counterculture just flipped and became compliant corporate slaves uh, and um and uh, and i uh, it's so so disappointing if you'd have told me if you'd have told any of us 
even 10 years ago that 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 that, that these same individuals who claim to be cutting edge you know punk rock cutting edge metal whatever um would one day require the patrons of their shows to inject themselves with unknown substances just to come see them um because the government and 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 and, and, and corporations politicians and corporations said so um, those, you know, I mean, we all, we've all yeah. been born into this meme. We've known it our entire lives that 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 politicians and corporations are not our friends. Yet, so at some point in 2020, they just flipped, and and all of a sudden, politicians and corporations not only are good, but they're so good that we we're we're going to inject their holy sacrament into our fucking veins. <laughs> and you're not going to get into my concert unless right. you do so. Uh, the most unrock and roll unpunk rock thing i have ever experienced is watching those sons of bitches become co just compliant corporate slaves well and i'm so disappointed it. but i will say that first the first three rage against the machine records are fucking amazing i just wish, i just wish uh i wish as individuals they um they didn't let, reveal the, the let truth. me stick up let me stick up for rage here okay i, I i'll give you i'll give you the foo fighters they came to New York. They were the first band in Madison Square Garden during the pandemic. And they said, everybody needs to be vaccinated in order to get into the arena. And I was like, fuck you, bro. Not only that, I am not a fan of your music like that. Okay. I'm just not. I think the Foo Fighters had one record. That's it. Um, but one album, I should say. Uh, two, if you want to count the first one. Um, that's it. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a massive fan, whatever, regardless, I wasn't going to do that rage. While a lot of people don't subscribe to their politics and they did take a stance on the vaccine, they postponed their New York show. I, I had tickets to see them in New York before the pandemic. What, what I'm just curious. I'm curious. Cause, cause when those tickets went on sale, I, uh, I actually, wanted i i tried to get tickets what what did you end up paying for your ticket i'm curious i do not remember it, what, I, I, I think it was it, actually it was a hundred dollars really the, the, the whole place was a hundred bucks really no matter where you sat that wasn't that yeah, that wasn't yeah. my ticket master experience with the for the nashville show that they, they put on sale for 2019 yeah I, there wasn't a single ticket in that arena under 300 bucks but that was pre that, that was uh, afterwards that was StubHub, right Oh, well, I mean, StubHub is Ticketmaster. I mean, Ticketmaster like gobbled that, up like, all the secondary. I don't know what happened after they sold out the place. Yeah. But but um, if you got tickets when they went on sale, it was $100. And um, uh, everyone, what, no matter where you sat, and, and some of those proceeds went to, I, f I forget exactly where, I, I had this by heart, but, but, but anyway, here's my point. Um, they waited to come back to New York till vaccine uh, uh, requirements were lifted, you know? So I, I had to, it's my favorite band in the world. I never no, thought, I, I'd, I, get, dude, I, I, I never thought I'd get to see Rage yeah. Against the Machine again, right? And when I bought those tickets, I was, I was so happy. I was like, oh my God, one more time I get to experience this. And then COVID happened. Mm. I was like, shit, I'm never gonna experience Rage Against the Machine again. Um, but they waited till all of that went away and came back to Madison Square Garden. 
And uh, it was sold out for like three or four nights. I, I don't know. They did three nights. They didn't, they didn't require anything. Just show up. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Zach De La Roca had broken his ankle. This yeah, I yeah. them. They did, that's when it did, this was a, uh, not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I saw yeah. the footage of that. And, and, and it was surely and it was after that they canned all their shows, right? Right. So just to stick up for them for that. I know they get yeah. a lot of slack because of their political. And I get it. Well, I get it. You know, and, and, and they did do the whole vaccine thing for a bit. But they did do that, which I yeah. will take. No, no. And, right. and, and, and brother, let, let, let me tell you, like, like I, I know every, cause I'm, 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 I'm a bass player and, and, and I believe that as a bass player, you also have to know how to play drums. I know every bass lick. I know every drum part on that, that first record. And I, and I know damn near almost every guitar part that is humanly possible to play without being Tom Morello. And, mm-hmm. um, and like it, it pained me. It pained me. And I even knew, I mean, I think we all know that those of us who, who have, you know, who, who know about that band, you know, they, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give them this much. They, they've all, they, they've always been on Sony. So they've always been part of a big corporate. Epic, right. Yeah. Yeah. Epic yeah. records. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so they've, they've always been part of the, uh, of the, of the Sony, you know, Sony machine. So, um, you know, the, the, again, it's there, there, there was always a little bit of this kind of the same thing I, that I feel I always felt with with Alex Jones is, is like, ah, so, so, so I, I, I as as good <laughs> as good as those records were that it, 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 it kind of trumped my suspicions as to who who they might be personally or politically. And uh, but but again, those records are so good. Those well, they're, they're all millionaires several times over. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but but anyways, yeah, yeah, but 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 that, but the whole, but the whole lot of them, especially, especially all the every every, every all of those musical peers, they they all, you know, you know, Jella Biafra was another one that, gosh, I I wish I wish I had ten minutes alone with that guy in a room with a wiffle ball bat. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, 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 you know, you know, honestly, I don't think I'd hit him. I think I would duct tape headphones to his fucking head and make him listen to his own records and go, <laughs> do you? hear what you were singing do you do you believe like 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 i believed you i yeah. believed you you know and 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 now you've literally become what you used to sing against you know and i i don't know man it's 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 a wacky wacky world my friend absolutely brother tell the people where they can find you and where they can pick up your book ah the, just the the redpillrevolution.com and and uh, man if anything at all um that, that, that we talked about that if, if you found if your listeners found it interesting um, if you go to the red forward slash guide um, there's a free download it's uh, what I call the anti-dependency guide and I am a huge huge fan of just knowledge sharing and I like when knowledge is presented cool when it's you know cool pictures and easy to read instructions and it's just a guide man that 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 goes through 10 aspects of life and real things that all of us can do to just kind of take back a little bit of what is rightfully ours you know a little, uh, uh, be a little bit more sovereign if I may use that word you know and and just and just there's there's some cool stuff I've the the, the I there's at least one thing in there that's going to make anybody, even the most, you know, seasoned skeptic, go, "Ah, oh, man, I didn't know that," you know, and 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 that's that that I, I love that more than anything else. So the 
red pill revolution forward slash guide. It's, it's a free PDF. Um, Hannah, my heart. Um, I am not an email harvester. It is not, uh, in, 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 in my nature to spam people with a bunch of stuff. I'm not really <clears throat> selling anything. If you like the book and you buy the book, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you. But you know what, uh, if you like it and you bought it, the, the greatest thing that makes me feel so good when people say that they do this is, is to give it to somebody else who, who, who might enjoy it and, 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 and get it. So pass it on if you get it. And same thing with that guide, man. Pass, pass it on if, if, if you dig it. Fantastic. Do not hang up. Hold on for a second. Excellent appearance, man, right here on The Infinite Fringe, the, new, the first episode of 2024. And uh, I'm going to drop a barrage on you because I have a ton of stuff and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop it back to back to back, you know. Um, so get ready. Uh, and, and this stuff should have come out uh, during the Christmas holiday, but it didn't happen. So you're going to get it now. Um, never say I didn't give you anything for Christmas, okay? All right. You guys know the deal freeworld.fm get over there everybody is well not everybody but most people are broadcasting live now and uh we will continue to to uh, improve upon it and more people will be added to the roster go over there and support freeworld.fm america unplugged americaunplugged.com americaunpluggedradio.com america unplugged on rockfin 12 p.m. eastern every saturday make sure you check it out with Tony Arterburn and Don Jeffries, the legendary. And of course, you're here. But I'll tell you anyway, theinfinitefringe.podbeam.com and the Infinite Fringe exclusively on Apple Podcasts. And anywhere else you can find the Apple uh, stream, uh, whatever podcatcher mirrors the Apple um, uh, stream, I want to say for lack of a better term. Uh, whatever, Whatever you can find that does that will carry the Infinite Fringe. Otherwise, it's not on Google Play. It is not on Spotify. That is by design. Um, uh, it's just on Apple, but, um, most of you guys are on Apple anyway that listen and, and thank you so much. I appreciate you. 2024 is going to be interesting to say the least. So stay tuned and, uh, go follow us wherever we are. Uh, I just listed a ton of stuff. So go, go over there and, and, uh, and uh, lend your support. Give us your, your, uh, ear holes and your eyeballs. I would like both of them, please. And of course, a, a five-star review. If you so choose, if not all good. But uh, five star, we would like it, you know, on uh, on the podcast reviews and and over on Free World. Thank you so much. All right. Hey, do not burn the place down while I'm gone. And remember what I said. I'm going to drop a ton on you right now after this. So if you're just now listening to this, there's going to be at, la- at least five episodes, at least four, probably five uh, that I'm going to drop uh, back to back to back, maybe on different days, maybe all on one day. I'm not sure. But uh, it's going to be fun. All right. You take it easy now. Bye-bye. Boom. What is going on? Welcome back to the Infinite Fringe, uh, right here on Apple Podcast, on Podbean, and I think that's it. I think that's all. That's the only places you can find. 
My name is Billy Ray Valentine, Billy the Kid. Hope everybody's doing well. We're recording this. I don't know when this is going to come out. It's going to come out fairly soon. I have so many episodes to drop on your heads that I started recording back in, back at Christmas, right? Because I had this whole plan of what I was going to do for you guys at Christmas. And of course, it didn't work out, but we did record everything. So we're going to give them to you um, in some capacity. And this will come out soon after that, most likely. Uh, so it is Royal Rumble weekend if you want to put like a, you know, a, a date on when this was recorded. You know, so Saturday, I'm waiting for the Royal Rumble. It's going to be fantastic, I think. <laughs> if Cody Rhodes doesn't win, I, I, you guys may never see me again. But if he does win, I may do a bunch of episodes just because. We, we should do a Vince McMahon episode. What a piece of filth that guy turned out to be. Um, but hey, you know, hangs out with the usual suspects. Anyway, have a very, very, very special guest here today with me, longtime friend. Uh, played the piano at Free World um, NYC, killing it all over the city, New York City and down in Texas, doing her thing. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit today about some uh, some of the frequencies that you guys are into here. Listen, I'm new to this. I know a little bit about it here and there. I had Len Herowitz on a long time ago, actually at the beginning of the pandemic, I had him on to discuss because his work on on viruses but uh, he does a lot of work on, on with frequencies, and I forget, I think it was five, five something or other. I forget which one it is. I'll look it up throughout the course of the interview. But we're going to be talking about 432 as opposed to 440. Uh, my, uh, my, uh, we're, we're friends, right, Linda? Yeah, we're, we're, friends. we're friends, right? We're I think friends. It, it's, it's fair to say that, that we are friends. I know that we're friends. I'm just saying this for the people here. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them who you are. Let them know what's up. Welcome to the Infinite Fringe. It's your first time. Um, uh, we've uh, we've known each other for quite some time, and and we met uh, at the first event that I put on, um, through Mark Devlin. Actually, we had met before that, right? We knew each other before that. Yeah. So I can't remember the exact timeline, right. but it seems like uh, you had Mark Devlin on, right? And I reached out to you after that. Because right. I knew you were in New York. I was in New York. And we started corresponding then. You were super cool and um, supportive of my music. And then the crazy thing was you asked me to play at that. Was it Shoot the Moon? Is that the yeah, name yeah, of that yeah. event? Right, right, right. That happened that we found out later happened the same weekend as the um, event 201. Right, right. <laughs> and a different part of New York. Right. And But I never got the emails. Right. And so I ended up, you know, coming to the event and you were like, oh, I had wanted you to play. You thought I just like hadn't written you back. And yeah, it was I like, OK, <laughs> exactly. No, I'm not playing, dude. What, what the hell is wrong with you? It was, you cannot afford those... me, Billy Ray. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I would definitely play at that event for free. And it was such a bummer. But I since then have realized that there's been other times like the gremlins in the machine or whatever. So yeah. I'm really good about following up now with people on emails and stuff. You just never know. But so, yeah, we, I came to that event. We've been friends ever since. And we've hung out a few times. You showed up when I did that. Um, you're the only one who showed up when I did a, a higher side chat meetup. Right. I, <laughs> so I appreciated that. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, um, you know, my, who I am, um, I'm a musician. Um, I'm a music teacher. Uh, but really, uh, I came to music from a different place than a lot of musicians because um, growing up, I was sort of in tune with a lot of frequencies and sort of always was 
aware of the fact that things weren't what they seemed. Right. But this was long before the internet, and I didn't know anybody else who I could speak with, but I never lost touch with that persona. Right. Mm. And I, you know, my music lessons, I quit when I was young. I continued to sing all through my teens, but I was so shy that I couldn't sing in front of anybody. I had no self-esteem because it was so difficult being in a world where nobody agreed with me. And I was always the like, wah, wah, like, why are you bringing up this? <laughs> um, so by the time I hit my 20s and I started a nine to five job, I picked up music as basically a form of um, Prozac, you know, a way to stay right. sane and healthy and to give myself a form of expression. Because um, even to today, I'm, I'm not as comfortable putting a lot of ideals or a lot of my research into words. I find our language is very limited. But music is this whole other thing. And yeah. so I started to work on music um, as an adult. And I was fortunate enough for life to give me an opportunity to go and study music formally in my late 20s, early 30s. And so ever since then, I've been engaged in work where I really want to inspire um, other people to pick up instruments, to play music any age, because I find it to be such a healing thing. And it, you know, it's kind of hard to put into words how wonderful music can be for somebody, but it's right. also about reclaiming it mm. from, you know, what's become a music today too. Ooh. So, so that's who I am. I guess I'm a music advocate, you could say. Right, right, right. I like that. Reclaim music, reclaim musician, musicianship, make music great again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. um, you know, the, the thing is, right, and, and uh, I resonate with a lot of what you just said, right, because music is therapeutic for me, and, and it, it invokes emotion in a lot of different people in a lot of different ways, and different music will do that to me, right? Um, it, it'll, it'll bring me to a place where I was when I first heard it, maybe, or it'll shift my emotion from happy to maybe nostalgic and, and, and sad or, or happy. Very rarely ever angry, but energetic. Definitely, when I hear some angry music, it may it may not piss me off, but I'm like, yeah, let's go do something, you know. Um, so music has that effect on people. It's magical, mm -hmm. you know. It, it legit is. But you touched on a, a couple of things here before we get into um your recent research on on uh on the frequencies of music. I I, I want to talk about something that you hit on right now, and uh, talking about what uh how valuable it is to be a musician and what i mean is to play an, an instrument and really know it i think we're getting to a point where along with our artificial existence it's going to be a rarity it's going to be almost like a gimmick for somebody to know how to play the piano <laughs> or know how to play a guitar i i bumped into this this um channel on instagram the other day it was 23 Punk, it's called. And it was just this video, some young kids playing some punk music. And it, it was, it, it looked like really uninhibited, very raw. And I, I dig that, you know, like I'm, I, I love that. And I'm like, is this new or, or what? Because you don't see that stuff anymore, you know? And so I started researching and I'm like, man, this is a freaking new band. These are kids. They're in their 20s and they're freaking doing it. You know, they're, they're, they're doing their thing. And it was a whole new world that I got turned into uh, from this uh, 23 punk channel. They do a lot of old stuff, but there's a lot of new uh, what, what's called punk rock um, musicians on there. 
and and uh, it it kind of brought me like a, a little bit of hope. I was like, my God, this is this is real music, and uh, not that other genres of music aren't real music. It's that these people are playing instruments while they're doing it, and they're writing their own songs, right? Um, and, and I feel like that's that's a becoming a lost art. People mm-hmm. don't know how to play instruments, you know, uh, and and they have everything at their disposal. But the thing is, the reality of it is. Why are you going to go play a piano and the bass when you have this machine in front of you that can replicate everything? So the music is still getting out. There's still musicianship. There's still a musical thought. But as far as the actual performing of it in its in its purest form, it's getting phased out, in my opinion. And there might come a time where where we only see piano players at at amusement parks, at gimmicks like that. You know that it's not. If you look at the Grammy Awards now, and I know it's a disaster, and I know most most people don't watch that, at least most most people that subscribe to our frame of thinking. How many actual musical performances are you getting? You get a lot of lip syncing and dance performances. Get a lot of that. But how many actual musicians are on stage playing their music nowadays? Well, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I think we're already there. It's already becoming a niche market for live right. music. Right, right, right. And the odds before COVID were stacked against it. It's something that we saw just, we were called the canary in the coal mine. Like you just saw um, the value in what we did was being taken out of society and we were being replaced by DJs like, you know, since the 90s. I, I mean, for me, the last time I remember a super thriving music scene was the 90s. Right. And the golden age. The golden age, man. And I was lucky enough to experience that in Austin. Um, But ever since then, it's just been shrinking and shrinking to, you know, I've been out playing before and had like a 20 something tell me they had never heard live music before. I believe just hadn't been exposed to it, you know, at all. It just wasn't around. And if you see what's happening to pianos that are just being thrown out and give, they can't even be given away. Um, and I remember I, I did a post where it was, I was at an art center and they had a piano roped off and it said it was a historical relic. And I was mm. like, oh no, we're there already. <laughs> Historic. I mean, you could still play this piano. It right. was possible. It was an art event. Music would have been nice there. Um, they didn't even think to do that. They just roped it off and like said, look at it. So I think we're already there, at, but that's why I think I'm so passionate about being, um, you know, getting people from the local level to start to pick up their instruments and learn again. Because I think even, you know, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, before radio, you had to be able to play music to have it in your house. Right. So it was just more of a, a skill that everybody had. And somehow in our lifetime, it, it already became like you have to be special to play music or you have to be talented to play music rather than just like learning an instrument is just good for everybody on some level, whether you want to play it professionally or not. And yeah, like, you know, the music today is so largely electronic. And my, my only problem with that, because on a certain level, I'm like, listen, any music is better than no music, but there's, that's maybe a little bit of a naive statement when you find out what's behind some of this music. And on top of that, to me, I have an analogy where it's like digital music for me feels like frozen food. Like it's still food, but it all kind of has a certain taste to it because it's been frozen. And what about the nutrients? Right, right, right. So this is how I feel about live music on acoustic instruments versus a digital uh, component, you know, digital music, basically. Well, damn. Right. <laughs> That's uh-huh. a hell of a way to put it. Right. It's or, or I'll take it a step further. 
Okay. Because uh, sometimes, right, we can get uh, frozen blueberries and they retain the, the minerals because they've been frozen for, for a certain amount of time. At least this is the argument I've heard. So okay. let's take another step. It's, it's, um, it's cloned meat, right? <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, still, it's still meat, but damn it. Like, where is it coming from, right? It's not, you know, and, and that's not to say that there isn't, isn't real musicianship still alive today because it, there certainly is. And, and I am a fan of some mainstream music nowadays still, you know, um, but I just feel like it's it's a it's a de-evolution in reality, you know, of of what of so many aspects of society and, and, and music is just one of them. And we can look at it and do a whole history of how we've evolved and then through that evolution devolve. Right. And, and how we've been. It's, there's been a, an obvious decline. I think most people that lived you know, live to see the 90s and the early 2000s know where the fall off went, where, and most people say, you know, where the cutoff. And we would, we, we would appreciate things from the 80s, from the 70s, and, and, and uh, going, going further back, a, a lot of us, you know, from the 90s and early 2000s. And not to say that people now still don't do that, it's just less. It's less mm-hmm. and, and less and less. And um, it, it's going to become a rarity. Uh, real real musicianships real real bands of 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 uh humans that are creating their own songs and performing them you know now even ai is taking over right ai is writing songs now and <laughs> giving them to people and and you know so so it's it's being even further removed from the human experience of what it is to enjoy music that's so true. And it's one of the, the just the travesties of our time. It's, it's right. you know, um, the de-evolution of art and culture, I think, go hand in hand. And, you know, this goes to the idea of when 440 became the standard, um, which is around the early 1950s. So let's talk a little um, bit about that before we go there, right? We want to talk about 440 and, and, and 432, right? Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Did I say that? Did, what did I say wrong? No, you didn't. I think you said it. You said 432. Said 432 and, and 440, right? Dr. Len Herowitz is 528. Yeah, so that's that yeah. is also that so this 432 is not the only um claimed magical, you know, tuning system. What we're talking about is what you would tune your A right. above C, middle C to. Well, explain and, people people are, are 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 have no idea what we're talking about now, right? They, you know, even Tuning your A and your middle C, right? They're like, what, what, what is so that? We're talking my, my, about hertz. Go ahead. We're talking it. about cycles per second of the wave. Mm-hmm. So it's the frequency, and there's a range that you can have for a given note. For it's your not, instruments, so where you tune your instruments, right? Well, just let's say, like, you're talking about a musical scale, and you all want to have the same tuning. Right. So you tune your A above middle C to a certain frequency, and then from there, you do your intervals. This is the type of tuning, you know, there's a lot of, I won't go down the rabbit hole of tuning because there's a lot of different ways to tune. And and even our modern um, temperament tuning can be considered more um, like less harmonious than things in the past, but it's once again, more practical. It's a practical yeah, right. way. So what happened around, like it started in like the early, like ni- around 1970, 
1917 and then up to about 1950, the world started getting a standard. They started saying rather than there being a range, like Paris might use a certain frequency, um, like maybe 438 for their A, and then a different country might use you know, a, a, maybe like 444, which is supposed to be more harmonious. It's it's a myth that we were all using 442 before we decided on 440. There was a range of different frequencies, but around mm -hmm. this time period, they decided everybody should do A to 440. Okay. And the problem with that is that when you look at the mathematics, uh, when you're creating intervals from that, the mathematics are really irrational, like tons of decibels, no repeating numbers. It's just kind of like chaos with the numbers. Right. And so there's a lot of this is theory. And, and because the truth is in our world, it's very hard to actually play a purely 432 or um, is it Horowitz? Is that who you're talking about? Yeah. Len Horowitz, right. He's talking about if you did your A to 444, that right. would create middle C at 528 is the Hertz there. And that supposedly is another magical frequency. So there, the idea is just that 440 in particular is one of the least harmonic and that's what we're using. And so some people say that it was, it's led to like more of an intellectual type of music, a more chaotic music. Right. And I personally experienced that in jazz because I studied jazz um, in music school. And I did that because I wanted to know improvisation. I love improvisation. Right. But what I found was that it was a very, that today in modern jazz, it's very intellectual. It's very much for other jazz musicians because that's the only people who can appreciate how difficult it is what they're doing. We're referencing historically other jazz musicians. We, You know how hard it is to play what they're playing. But the truth is it, a lot of it comes from an understanding, not necessarily like a heart visceral connection to the music. And many people find it to be chaotic. And so some people have said that 440 has made us go up into our heads with music rather than being more centered in our bodies and being more like a folk type of connection to music. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of other, you can go down the rabbit hole of conspiracies on why 440 was chosen. Well, who made the change? Well, it happened over a series of changes. Um, I, heard, but, I, I heard it was a, a Rockefeller thing. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. There's Rockefeller connections, but this is part of what I'm doing my research on um, because it all does come down to this one article. Um, and I'm sorry, I can't remember um, the guy's name, um, but he wrote an article back in the in the 50s. And, and he's the one who sort of made all the connections and all the claims to Rockefeller. And Fantastic. You got to send this to me. I love this. Okay. Good, okay. Good job. Okay. So know. that's that's what I'm, I'm my next article or my next blog. I'm going to kind of break that down and try to, you know, go to the source of some of these things, because the problem is today you find everybody quoting that same article. I love I love that. And, and you, you know, you know how often that happens here in the alternative media. Mm -hmm. I do. I love that. I love that you you got a hold of this and, and you're you're trying to weed your way through it. I want to know all about this. We're going to have you back when when you get through this article and please send it to me. Okay. You know, it's, it's the same thing with, with Eric Prince and, and some of the, the modern day conspiracies, you know, that, that are permeating throughout the alternative media nowadays. It, they, you can source them right back to Eric Prince and, and everybody's quoting the same thing. I'm, I'm going off on a tangent here, but it's, yeah, it's kind of related. Know. So no, yeah. I, please let me know. Anyway, go, go ahead, go down your, go down your road. Go ahead. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, so that's, you know, I'm going to try before I can claim any of that to be true. I need to do more research on my own. But that's where some of the claim that Goebbels, um, the Nazi was involved supposedly with some of that. And Fantasia was when they released 440. Um, Fantasia, the, the, the Disney film? Yeah, which I remember hating that. Oh, it was awful. Like it got under my skin. It was, <laughs> I don't know if you remember. It was so scary as a kid to see that. So, I loved it. Well, I, I loved The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Oh, you it's loved the it. the one that stuck out the most. I, okay. I don't remember any of the other ones. Okay. But the Sorcerer's Apprentice, I totally do. And that one's the most occult one of all. It's, it's funny <laughs> that that's the one that stuck out in my brain. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> that is interesting. So yeah, so but the idea is that we live in a world now where it is really hard to hear anything other than 440 or at least attempted 440. Because the reality, if it's not digital, is that instruments fall out of tune very easily. So you're not necessarily hearing pure 440. But when you're yeah. in the digital world, you know, you are uh, theoretically mm. always hearing for 40. Well, what does that even do to the human psyche that we're all listening to exactly the same frequency falling in line, a uniform um, frequency like that? Whereas before that, it was more varied. But the, the reason that 432 has caught my attention is because I'm, I've always been interested in studying mathematics and like, for example, the Fibonacci frequency and the physics of sound. And so the idea is that if we play with frequencies that are more in line and give us these sort of sacred numbers, uh, these numbers that naturally we find in cycles of time in, um, you know, in the cosmos, that we're aligning ourselves through our music back to nature and back to the cosmos. So I want to read this one quote um, by uh, Jonas Maluk, uh, his book, 432, The Magic and Mystery of Sound and Music. This is something that I've been, um, you know, I've read a lot about 432 over the years, but this is the one that most recently I've been using to, you know, delve into some of these numbers. Right. He says it like this, a lot of challenges and disease human beings are facing today as a result of the fact that we are out of tune with the cosmos. We are supposed to live in harmony with our earth and universe, but somewhere along the way we got lost. And now we are operating on our own frequency, one which is not in harmony with the music of the cosmos at all. So that's the idea of why 440 isn't great and why trying to go back to 432 or 440 these more even numbers um, would be an alignment for us and yeah. something that would help us. And in particular, his quote, I like when he says we're on our own frequency, because I think that's part of that original sin idea of like us trying to be our own gods and, and we don't want to co-create anymore. We want to like do it ourselves. Right. So to me, like it kind of hits the nail on the head. Like why would we want this frequency that doesn't really seem to be aligned with nature it doesn't seem to be very natural right. basically no man it makes a lot of sense man and uh i believe that 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 um we are tuned to particular frequencies in order to exist right i mean nobody really has any solid proof of any of this but the, the theories that are going around it makes sense to me you mm -hmm. know it makes sense that that we we resonate right it, we use that a lot here in the alt the alt media i resonate with that well that those are frequencies right that that you tune into and and you kind of vibe with you, you you can operate in that in that frame of thinking right you resonate with it um i don't know um 
They say that 440 is detrimental to the health. That's what I've heard. These are some of the um of the theories that are going around. Do you think uh, those are legit? What, what have you found? So I'm still, I once again, I can't confirm any of that to be true. Right. Um, but it's one of those things where it's hard to prove either way. Right. Um, like, it, okay, so let me explain something about 432, why it's... Um, so amazing why mm -hmm. it's something that people focus on i'm going to give you a few examples of when we find 432 naturally so for example if you take um 12 hours uh mm -hmm. in the day that's actually one over forty-three thousand two hundred of a solar day so mm -hmm. we find if you drop the zero you find 432 in places like this for example three days equals 72 hours 4,320 minutes and 259,200 seconds. So 432 shows up there again. Um, and if you drop the zero, uh, which we do kind of, it's a little bit like gematria with numbers, like we drop right. the zero and we just look at the, the number itself. So another place that you find it um, that's kind of interesting is like the Great Giza Pyramid. If you take the base of it and you multiply it by 43,200, it equals the circumference of the earth. Right. And if you take the Giza Pyramid height and you multiply it by 432,000, then you get the polar radius of the earth. So we just like, in oh, and then here another example, 432 times 432 equals one uh, 186,400, which is the speed of light. So it's like this roaming, it's like there's these cast of characters, these numbers, these famous numbers that we keep finding over and over again when we study the world around us. Right. And when also when you look back to the ancients, they use these numbers over and over again. Like in the sacred Hindu text, the Rig, uh, Rig, I can't say it, Rig Veda, <laughs> then it's 432,000 syllables. Mm. And none of this it's like it's not a coincidence you know what i mean all it's sort of like alludes to a grand design right and it's like, uh, the 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 dna of of reality almost right of of uh, i mean if it keeps showing up there are other other uh patterns that's a good way to say it What's yeah that? That? that's a good way to say a dna of reality okay. it's like the structure it's like when mm. you look behind like a source code or something. Right, 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 right. Right. So yeah. to me, it's common sense that if I'm playing music and music is largely about vibrate, it is about vibration, then why wouldn't I want to use more harmonious numbers? Why wouldn't I use, it almost is like we're speaking back to the universe in its own language at that point. Of so course. to me, 432 just sounds like if we were going to pick something universal, why not go with that? Now, 440, uh, on the other hand, has nothing. None of those numbers are in there. And on top of that, it's a lot of like irrational numbers, like many, many repeating decibels, right? So just on an intuitive level, it doesn't seem like that would feel as good. It wouldn't feel harmonious. So, you know, the, the idea to me is that, you know, we all have um, like a song we're meant to sing, let's say, or a vibration to sort of contribute to the greater good. But if one of us is out of alignment, then entrainment comes in and pulls the other one out of alignment, right? It's like if we're vibrating in our right frequency, let's say, then it, it just enables everybody else around us. And then we're in harmony with each other. But if one of us falls out and we start falling out with each other, now this is chaos. This is everything they're trying to convince us that the universe is which maybe it isn't. It's just that we're 
we're being largely influenced by vibrations that make it feel that way. And 440 right. being everywhere right. could be an influence. And if that's the case, why wouldn't it be detrimental if not to our physical bodies, to our souls and our purpose, our sense of, you know, a higher identity and what we're meant to do here, you know, on this plane, right. you know, it kind of could get us trapped in that materialist mindset where, Everything is about what's in front of you and you lose that ability to connect with something greater. Absolutely. So, and that's I, I, how I see it. But I, this is all still my theory because I don't, it's very hard to find evidence for this. Right. But, but um, I, I love what you're doing because you're trying, you know, it's more than just taking it uh, at face value or just listening to what somebody else said and, and regurgitating it. Right. It, you're trying. You're trying to get down to the source of it, which is admirable and fantastic. We need. We need more of that. Well, so that's um, why I I tuned my piano to four thirty two recently, right. um, and I wanted to just see for myself if I could experience it. And I can tell you, the first night when I played, I did not only feel something very very different in my hands, I could hear these harmonics that almost sounded like a string section that was playing with me. But that only happened the first night. And this is why, why um, you know, tuning is an imperfect thing. It probably fell out a little bit. And even in my blog, I write about how even getting it tuned to 432 is so difficult because these piano tuners have only ever done 440. And so they're very uncomfortable. You know, it's, it's interesting watching people like have to get out of a lifelong basically rut. He, I'm not using that word. He used it. He was like, I was scared to do this because I, it's almost like I'd been in a rut, scared to even put it to a different frequency. Right, right. Right. So that's how ingrained all of us are in 440, which is why this is such a theory because none of it's very difficult to get actual practical, um, exposure to 432 or, you know, like we were talking about 444, which is right. also Harold is a magical type of experience. And, and most people don't even think of it that way, right? They listen to music. They're not thinking about where it's tuned or anything like that. They just want to enjoy the music and whatever it does, it does. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just talking about most that, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm pulling this number out of my head, but about 90%, 95% of people, I don't think care about this sort of stuff, right? Or even know about it, right? It's a, it's a very few people that want to dig into this. And I, I think it'll be beneficial for a lot of people. You know, I, I really do. I, I believe in this stuff personally, right? It's nothing in the universe is random. Nothing. Mm -hmm. It's just what we understand and what we don't. And what we don't understand, we say it's random because it appears that way to us. But that doesn't mean that that's what it is. Um, I don't think anything is random. Everything was created for a reason and everything is going on for a reason. It's Amen. Just been, um, yeah. So Amen. you've taken this and you've tuned your piano... <laughs> You're so cool. You've, you've, <laughs> you've, you've tuned, you've tuned, you have tuned your piano to 432. Um, and I, I know you have music that is, is uh, friendly to our circles, right? To, to what we do and what people um, that follow what we follow and, and resonate for lack of a better term with what we talk about and what we uh, try to, to put forth. You, you write songs inspired by that. Tell us a little bit about it. Oh, yeah. Well, this, like I said, from day one for me, music, it wasn't about entertainment. Um, it was a, it had a real social um, 
service or it was a contribution to society because when I grew up, I sort of thought of musicians as sort of being narcissists and wanting attention. And that's probably because I was like watching Madonna. I really don't even remember local ever really hearing much local music either when I was young. It wasn't a value in our family. And so I just didn't have a really high opinion of artists. I thought it was like the doctors and the lawyers that were really contributing to society. But I had a French professor in college and I realized that the French thought very differently and they thought of artists and musicians as invaluable to a society because they held up a mirror and that mirror helps steer the ship. And so you need your artists and you need them to be free to express what they need to express right. for a healthy society. So when I heard that, and I was also in a place where I was, I knew I had a lot, I basically had, you know, had my early awakening and was completely alone. This was before the internet. And I knew I had a long road ahead because it wasn't just about finding out the truth of this world. It was also about healing myself and, you know, coming awake to my own programming and my own blind spots. Music seemed the perfect vehicle. And it felt like if I focus there, not only will it give me a place to express myself and talk openly, which I was not able to do at all in my life um, to anybody around me. And so I had a, an honest form of expression, but maybe it could help somebody else. You know, maybe the intention and the energy in it would help somebody else too right. if I got to a place. I was so shy in the beginning, but if I got to a place where I could put it out there. So music has always been about service. And my songs have always largely been about my own thoughts on things because it's the only place I really had until more recently to talk with people about this. So, but I also wanted to take back things. I did it intuitively back then, but I learned later what I was doing. I I feel like symbols and music and art are being used against us because people do think it's just entertainment and they they've lost this is part of the de-evaluate de devaluation like they don't understand the power of music and they don't understand the power of art and so because of that when it's relegated to entertainment then it can be used against them as a weapon so I wanted to go the other way and start to use it to you know put uh, higher ideals and uh, messages back the other way and truth um, and, and I felt safe doing it that way because it's symbolic and it's in the music. And so it, it was just the perfect way for me. I think it's my way of trying to contribute to the movement of waking people up because it's, it was pretty clear to me early on, it's not an informational issue. You can tell people all the facts, right. but if they're not ready for it, they won't open up. Well, that's yeah, where right. music comes in. Music right. is more than numbers. It's like you said, it's magical. It's a it's etheric. It's emotional. It can get to places and people that we don't even understand and open them up and help them to heal and also support them because there's not enough talk. I think more recently people are talking about this, like your guest that you had with the um, handbook for conspiracy theorists, but mm -hmm. the idea of helping people in the awakening process, you don't, it, you don't have to be alone anymore. Like many of us were um, back in the day. And so how do you psychologically, how do you help people psychologically to wake up so that they don't want to throw themselves off a cliff when they find out, about stuff, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> like one of the, one of the songs I wrote many years ago, it's like maybe 7 or 8 years ago, but it's a lot of my music ends up being prophetic was let it all crumble. Right. And it was like this idea that you can watching it crumble and fall to the ground. The ground shakes and rumble and I stumble all around. Um I never thought I would be the one to say, but I'm sure glad it all turned out this way. <laughs> 
And it's sort of this weird feeling of like, you don't want to go through the misery, but you also don't want things to continue the way they've been. So it sort of summons up the courage it takes to be fortified in the middle of the crazy changes that now have been ensuing and that we're still facing. It takes a lot more courage than I knew when I wrote that song, but you know, that's in a way what some of my songs are prescriptions to help people in certain ways. And that one in particular is about having a sense of calm and courage, no matter what's going on around you. So, Oh wait, you're, you're muted, Billy Ray. I think. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's this board. I'm blaming the board. I'm not blaming me. Okay. Um, do you find that it's been effective? I know it's been effective for you because I know you personally, so I know it's been effective for you, but how, how effective has it been for maybe trying to, to wake up somebody that, that was rigid, you know, that wasn't trying to, to resonate with the information and all of a sudden, boom, you know, the music kind of got them interested and started, you know, uh, digging. Have you, have you seen any uh, examples in that regard? More so when I was out playing live, I've I've been able to see mm. reactions in people. But right. in reality, Billy Ray, I'll be honest with you, it's it's largely a thankless job <laughs> because mm -hmm. I think in many cases I'm planting seeds. So right. I'm not gonna necessarily see it immediately or and and really I can't be doing it just for that reason. So, you know, my I, all I can do is put the intention out there and put the music out there. And I've certainly had connections with people, but a lot of times those people already were on a certain um, frequency, right. right? As far as getting it out to people who, um, you know, weren't at all and it opened them up. I can't say that I have a, you know, I saw just a dramatic, miraculous um, awakening, but I do have faith that my contribution is doing what it needs to do and that it's probably not just my song. It's a combination of that person and then maybe hearing your podcast and then having a friend who's, you know, it's, I think it's more of a collective effort that I'm part of. No, I like that. And I, I like what you said about, you know, planting a seed. Like I, to, I've, I think I, you, you mentioned that last interview I had done the, as of right now, that's the last thing that's up on the infinite That will change very soon. Um, we're doing this interview, so it should change because I have to put this up. But, um, <laughs> um, in that interview with, with the gentleman who wrote uh, the book, you know, the survivalist guide for a conspiracy theorist, we kind of touched on that. And it was very, you know, he had the, the mindset of being, you know, we have to tell him we have, you know, and, and, uh, and I'm not going to take no for an answer kind of. And, and you know, I mean, I, I get that. I understand that. Um, but I find that it's most effective to plant the seed and walk away mm -hmm. and leave it alone. Yeah. You know, um, so you you uh, you plant your idea. And I typically just do this uh, over over September 11th, you know, and, and that's a, a thankless job in a lot of ways. Right. When you do an activism and you hand out a flyer. You're never going to see that person again, odds are, right? Right. They're from Germany or, or God knows where, right? They, they, they came over or even here in New York. They're from New York. They're, there's millions and millions and millions of people here. Odds are you will never see that person again. So you don't know what happened. They could have just thrown it away when uh, the, the flyer that I gave them, they could have just thrown it away when they turned the corner. Or maybe they took it and read it and said, well, maybe there's something wrong with this, you know? Um. So yours is very similar, your journey and what you do, you know, when you're playing a song, 
you're just planting a seed. But I think that's the most effective way. I think it's it's the best way. I think if you if you confront people and try to ram it down their throats, it will create more resistance. I'm with you. And that's what what was the name of the the guy who wrote that book? It escapes me at the moment. Yeah, me too. It. Yeah. But I'll get it right. John Kerwin. John Kerwin. Okay. Because yeah. he's he's been making the rounds. So I heard him a couple of times. Right. And um, I have two ways of thinking about that. On the one part, I have this sort of like in the new age community, which I don't completely subscribe to, but I think they do have some interesting concepts like the 5D notions. Like when you're in a certain consciousness, it's like you're saying everything is happening the way it should. And it's all under God's dominion. And so in right. that case, maybe people like him have a place in this, in everybody waking up, you know? Of course. Um, but from another side of it, from my experience, it feels like a newbie kind of thing. Because it feels like when you're new to this stuff, there's a little bit of naivete and oh, there's man, a little, right? And there's, it's almost right. like the same thing when somebody becomes Christian. They think if they just go around and tell everybody about Jesus, right. that person will be saved. You're so happy about it. Of course you want to do that. And then after a certain amount of time, you recognize, like I said, it's not an informational issue. It's more complicated than that. That person has right. to be ready. Right. When you, know? you when your mind and your soul are ready, right? right. It, and that's just <laughs> to receive the information, not necessarily to interpret it. Right. <laughs> the interpretation right. is something else altogether. And I learned all of that the right. hard way. Oh but yeah. Absolutely. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. Continue. No, that so that's that's you know, I'm kind of happy to give that opinion because I really listened um to him and on a, on a certain level, I felt it was really nice the way he was trying to address the emotional needs because right. for somebody like me, we never had anything like that. But from another side, it, it also felt like, um, and this is what's happening today. Oh my gosh. The last, ever since COVID, this has been so difficult and it wasn't like that before COVID, but to me, it wasn't, mm -hmm. is this pull, this gravitational pull to divide and conquer. And it, you don't even know you're getting pulled into it. But if we start thinking in terms of us versus them, normies right. versus, isn't that kind of the same template? And I think mm. you had said this to him, like, I don't think it matters what we're divided over as long as we're divided. Right, right, right. So that's where I think he just has to be careful and he has to be careful with that message because it's real easy with the things that have happened in the last three years for people to want to get angry and oh, yeah, to yeah, yeah. go that and then succumb to that emotion. Right. But in reality, that's going to put us right. This is such a slippery, tricky game that we're in that that right. could put you right where you don't want to be and you don't know it till you're there. Absolutely. 100%, man. I, I, I couldn't agree more. It's um, um, emotional intelligence. This is another reason I advocate for music because emotional intelligence is mastering your emotions, you know, getting to a place that you're not making decisions or not having worldviews based on emotions that need to be processed or released. Right. So writing songs about this stuff, doing things with your emotions, I think is imperative because we have a lot of reasons to be angry and to want things to be even and to want justice. But if we don't take the high road, uh, unfortunately, it's just that hard. I think we we have to choose the high road on that. I don't right, think right. we have a choice. Give me one more song. Oh, that I wrote? Yeah. Okay. Well, one that's been pretty popular is uh, Why Do We Fall? And it's one that I wrote um, when I was living in Brooklyn and was in the dating scene and mm -hmm. woke up to that narcissist empath right. relation. Have you have you done the rabbit hole with that? Uh, you know, man, I, I've... I've uh... I've come across some narcissist in my life. Uh, I've I've 
I've been with my with this one woman in my life for 26 years, so I haven't really had, and I'm not that old, so I haven't really had a lot of experience, you know. Um, but I'm I'm uh, I'm familiar. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome, right. Delray. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, well, so, you know, the whole narcissist empath is a rabbit hole you can go down and it's, you know, just this idea that when you're somebody who feels and maybe doesn't have great boundaries, um, and it, it can almost be seen from a spiritual warfare place too. Like these people get strategically brought into your life to pull you off your path or, you know, pull you off your, your frequency when you start to, some people will say it's when you start to awaken. And I, it's, it's an interesting subject and it's not something I think I'll try to think a whole lot about because um, you can get to this place where everybody's a narcissist and coming after you. And, but that's where the song was written from. It was just written from the idea of um, I had seen a guy in particular that I liked and he was doing the thing where he was just going after this girl that was treating him terrible. And it was just like, why is he doing that? And I had done that so many times myself that that's where I started the song from. But then like the last verse, I brought it out to the macro, like um, they walk among us, those who can't feel they'll talk a great game, but nothing they say is real. Mm -hmm. Why do we fall, fall, fall for ones who never cared at all? And so it's just, I think that's part of the awakening journey is getting to that place where you don't project your own thoughts on other people, but you understand certain people aren't going to be able to give back to you and you develop, you know, proper boundaries because most, a lot of people want to save the world. They want to save everybody they know. And my gosh, those are the most loving, kind people, but it's just going to burn you out. It's just going to get you worn down. So that's what that song is about is, and it's. Okay. I got to finish up. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, like, I think it's good for anybody going down that rabbit hole, you know, to be able to identify and know that they're not alone. But I think there's also a point, you know, maybe this is another song, all right, where you kind of have to come out of that too and just get to a place where you're impervi- impervious to anything, right? right? Even narcissist. And in some ways, I kind of think like in America, we're kind of all narcissists a little bit sometimes. <laughs> Who knows, man? I've you know I've been I've been digging a little bit in that in that area just to find out what it's like and different personality types and uh, it's it's a, it's a really complicated thing. Maybe one day we'll do a show on that on on narcissism and all that. It's, it's really interesting. You know, it'd be uh, fun is if we could do like a call-ins. People could like call in and tell us like situations that they've had because that's a whole nother research project. Well, but, we can do that on freeworld.fm. That, yeah. that would be good. That's the perfect place for it, which is a, good, a nice segue before we get out of here. You're okay. going to be on free world. You're going to be uh, uh, doing a show there. Tell the people about your show. I know, I know you're still structuring it and, uh, and uh, I, I don't know the exact concept of it. I know, I know you're going to be on with us. So um, yeah. maybe we can do that. Like we're getting a, a phone number for, all the hosts, right? And you can call in and and talk to them, you know, and especially me, man. Like whenever I'm on, I'm I'm gonna be on Sunday nights. I'm gonna take my old TFR time slot. And cool. um come come talk to me and 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 uh you know tell me how wrong I am. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> I, I really would. Anyway, tell them about it. Cool. I'm so excited to be part of freeworld.fm. And on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to be doing my show called Music as a Metaphor. Mm. 
And so this is going to be, um, you know, embracing both sides of music, the practical side, um, getting into theory, getting into things like 432, just exploring all things musical. But it's also going to be getting to the other side where you can be using it for your own psychological and spiritual journey and getting into the more mystical, mysterious parts of music as well. Um, so and we're going I'll be, you know, releasing music, doing some live live 432 music on there as well be all kinds of things and yes the the show is still forming but i sort of want it to be broad right now um because it's i uh, basically i've been in the classroom and and what i would call in the trenches like teaching people music and um you know all over you know the united states and in europe just for over 15 years and i also want to bring that educational knowledge into the show as well. Yeah. Um, because I know that there's the main reason behind the show is to inspire people, um, musicians, artists, anybody out there that has a calling to step up and to, you know, now is the time to really bring it, whatever their service, however they can contribute to society. Right. So the show is going to be largely inspirational with a music focus, but extended to anybody who's um, creative and feels like they could use some encouragement to get out there and do what it is they want to do. Fantastic. We can't wait. It sounds incredible. Tell the people where they can find you and your work. Okay, cool. Um, so my website is lindol.com. That's L-Y-N-D-O-L.com. And you'll find links to me um, there, everything you need. Um, but I do, you can subscribe to me at YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Bit shoot and I do a weekly uh, Friday video premiere, uh, largely uplifting music videos that uh, reclaim uh, symbols and music for the power of the people. And um, yeah, what else is there to? I have to look because I'll probably forget. Oh, I have a new album coming out this spring. Um, so stay tuned for that. And I'm on all the, all the platforms, but coming to me directly is the best way. And Oh, Billy Ray, I also do teach online lessons and I wanted to extend an offer of a free 45 minute consultation Ooh. to anybody interested. And it's no obligation. I'm so passionate about helping people get, you know, get on their journey. So right. it's just also to, to talk things out and, also, anybody who might want to collaborate, get in touch with me that way. I, I love to speak with more like-minded people, and I'm sure Billy Ray's people are the coolest from what that's I've met dope. so far. So that, that's that's <laughs> really nice. I, that's that's a really cool offer. Um, take advantage of that, and and we'll we'll do we'll do more of that. All right, cool. Um, we will be in contact with everybody. I'm gonna I'm gonna play uh, a song at the end of the outro. So stay tuned after the outro. It's going to be music. And, and I'm going to uh, link up all of her information in the bio notes. So uh, you can easily just click on and go find a lady, you know, right here on the infinite fringe. Listen, thank you very much uh, for, for coming on. We appreciate you. you. This won't be the last time either. We've got to do this again. It's fantastic. by the way. I, cool. I, I had a blast. All right. Me too, Billy Ray. Thank you so much, man. Hold on. Don't, don't hang up on me. Don't okay. hang up on me I will. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what, all right, everybody. Take it easy. I got to go watch the Royal Rumble. It's, it, it's <laughs> what, what time is it? It's, it's five o'clock. I got people coming over. My wife is looking at me like she's pissed because <laughs> I, I haven't finished cleaning the house. You know, so I, I got to take care of uh -oh. that. And then, I, and then I'm going to go watch Cody Rhodes win the Royal Rumble, and you're probably going to hear this, definitely going to hear this after the fact, so you will know if I was right or if I was wrong. But right now, I'm going with Cody Rhodes. 
And that's what we're going with. I'm very excited. I've been waiting for this all year. It's my favorite event of the year. So I'm very excited. Theinfinitefringe.podbeam.com, The Infinite Fringe on Apple Podcast. Thank you for coming back time after time after time. Uh, we got a bunch of a bunch of content for you, and we're gonna try to at least, you know, twice a month, we're gonna drop something for you at least uh here in 2024. America Unplugged and America Unplugged Radio. Make sure you check that. Rockfin, 12 p.m. Eastern every Saturday. Um, with Tony Arterburn and and Don Jeffries. What else we got? Freeworld.fm. Get over there. We got everybody. I'm gonna link that up also. Um, so you guys can go check out freeworld.fm. Steve Poikin is on live over there, Charlie Robinson. Um David Knight is going to be airing live soon. We, we got we got everything going on over there, so uh, come check it. And um, I think that is all. I think that's all. All right. Don't burn the place down while I'm gone. Take it easy now. Bye-bye. Boom.